0: Episode nine, Surviving. A classic disco song by Gloria Gaynor talked about survival. The lyrics say, I've got all my life to live and I've got all my love to give and I will survive. Amid the pandemic, a lot of businesses wonder if they will survive. That brings us to our first story. A big island company called Hawaii Verse helps other businesses stay in business. With cool promo videos and a user-friendly website, a new local company is helping other businesses hurt by the pandemic's hit on the economy. Jared Kushi and Taylor Martin run Hawaii Verse. I use these two to make this shirt. Oh, nice. That is a beautiful shirt. It Through these tough times, we're like, hey, we should be leveraging this audience that we have to, to do something good for the community. That audience started as a Facebook group with about 26,000 members, and the community is growing. Hawaiiverse came up with a way for businesses to reach those people for free, to advertise sales and offer discount coupons. Everyone loves a great deal. Um, and in return, you know, businesses get to get new customers and hopefully people love them and keep going back to them for the, the rest of their life. Can you pour your popcorn in here. Since the directory launched in June, more than 400 companies and organizations have joined. Cash is king and with no cash inflow, it was like the thing that kept me up at night. Tracy Yoshimoto's verse listing helped her store pay the bills when foot traffic in Hilo came to a standstill. I definitely feel like it gave us added exposure and we did see an uptick in new customers. Hawaiiverse began on the Big Island, then spread to Oahu, where it partners with the Chamber of Commerce. It's now going statewide. We are trying to build a community. This is much more than just an online directory or a social media platform. Businesses that want more exposure can also pay for premium listings. We're just trying to help as many people as possible. It's just just so happens that they had that huge Facebook following, and they said, okay how can we take all of these people and connect them to these companies who are hurting? And they started very small on the Big Island with some some companies there, some businesses on the Big Island, and boom, when the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii got involved with them, it just skyrocketed. And now more than 400 businesses are taking advantage of Hawaiiverse and the free advertising they have. And they, as the story said, there is some paid advertising if you wanted, and you can get more exposure and get high up on the list uh, on the website. But a lot of folks just take advantage of the free advertising. And some of the companies get spotlighted with these beautiful videos that they produce that are um, very catchy, very funny, uh, really conversational videos, and they spotlight the business, what they do, how they do it. All types of businesses from retail to restaurants to service Businesses, even nonprofit organizations, have gotten onto Hawaii versus site. It's really sad when you go by strip malls uh, or you go by shopping centers and you see mom and pop shops that are closed. They've moved out and they could just not survive the pandemic. And it's happening all throughout the state. You don't have to venture very far and you will see businesses that have closed, even some bigger businesses have have closed too. And you know it's it's really bad uh when you have the large uh companies saying, you know, we can't uh we just can't make it anymore and we're going to have to leave. And then boy, the small ones, you know how hard it is for them to make a buck and they have to close. Very sad. But these guys are giving them hope. And there's one thing that I wanted to say too, that Tracy Yoshimoto, the business owner in Hilo who uh is in our story, she she says that uh, Hawaiiverse really understands what small business is going through, and that says it all right there. They put themselves in their shoes to help them survive. Next up, health care is essential to survival. A new healthcare startup in Hawaii says its members can have unlimited access to doctors and the monthly cost is around the price of a plate lunch. On the mall level of Ala Moana Shopping Center, New Health offers a membership-based method for seeing a doctor. We're using a completely different structure for you to pay for your care. Hawaii physician, Dr. Tony Tripkowski founded his new model of medicine to help the uninsured and anyone who puts off their health because of cost. I wanted to make it super affordable so that nobody would say, oh, I can't afford my medicine. I can't afford being seen. I can't afford getting my labs. We've lowered the costs. At basic as much as we can. Hi, how can I help you? For $9.99 a month, New Health promises patients unlimited telehealth visits and if necessary, in-person appointments. Patients are then directed into the clinics or the hubs if they need uh, physical care or if we need to Collect blood samples or run any laboratory testing. The first week is free and there are options for even lower cost, six-month and one-year memberships. Patients receive access to doctors round the clock, plus lab tests and medications at low cost. Antibiotics can be like 299 to 399. Uh blood pressure medicines around 299, 399 very inexpensive to offset operating expenses new health hopes to attract companies who will buy advertising just like when you go to the doctor you got to go in a waiting room well online you go to a waiting room and in this digital waiting room you got to watch ads for about five minutes today new health officially opened to subscribers statewide all my life I wanted to help people and I wanted to come up with a way to do it so it's low cost to learn more about this new service go to newhealth.com dr. Trubkowski asked him well, how did you come up with this idea? What did you model it after? Because oftentimes, you know, you get uh, something starts up and is modeled after something else. And he said, nothing, I could, I came up with this. I created this. There's nothing else like this anywhere. A really, really novel idea. And I hope they can make it a go because it can help a lot of people who are uninsured. And that's who he wants to reach out to initially. If you have insurance, you can still go to supplement your coverage. And it's 24-7. They, don't even, they won't even close on holidays. So you can have access to a physician via telehealth any time of the day or night. And you can also, if you need an in-person visit, for certain types of things that you can go to their health hubs, they call them. They're clinics, but you can go to their health hubs. They have two, and they're building three more. They're going to build one on the North Shore. They're going to build one on the North Shore, another one in Kailua and one in Kapolei, and eventually get to the neighbor islands as well. But the people on the neighbor islands can access the telehealth right now. But Dr. Tripkowski, uh started Doctors of Waikiki. He's one of the co-founders of Doctors of Waikiki. He's been a physician in Hawaii for about 20 years. He used to work for uh, one of the big hospitals and health uh, health providers in town. And he's a very, very interesting man. I used to see him because I lived in a condo uh, downtown and he lived in the same condominium and he'd be going off to work on a skateboard, riding his white, uh, wearing his white lab coat and playing an ukulele. He's, re- <laughs> he's really a neat guy who's got a big heart. It sounds too good to be true, but in this case, it is true. If you pay that fee, you can have that access to a physician. And they have a number of doctors on staff. I encourage the listeners to check out uh, New Health, spelled N-I-U, health, and check them out on the web and see what they have to offer because it could help your family. One thing that's certainly helping us survive amid the pandemic is personal protective gear. We're so used to seeing our friends and family with masks, sometimes we forget what they look like without them. In our next story, we meet an Oahu couple who are master mask makers. It's now their small business, but it all started with their generosity. Vicky Doe is an accomplished seamstress who spends hours at her sewing machine, making colorful cloth masks. Sometimes 10 hours to 14 hours a day. During this pandemic, Vicky has sewn thousands of face coverings. Her husband Ben picks the fabrics and packs the orders. In the past, we have uh, experience with sewing So even in the past, uh, I do create designs. When COVID began making masks necessary, the Do's donated their creations to family and friends. The circle kept getting bigger. My mind was uh, making masks and just give to people, especially hospitals. In April, a relative in New York asked them to send their masks there they donated a thousand of them to a hospital and to workers in laundromats and grocery stores it makes me feel um, happy that you know i'm able to help them but the couple also needed help the hit on the economy cost them practically all of their income a friend at the Lani on the big island heard about their mask making and their financial stress i had a need uh, at the Lani to create Something special where we had to protect our community, protect our employees, but also protect our guests. He bought 10,000 masks for the resort and their business was born. They continue to donate masks, but now they also sell them. I'm happy that, you know, we're able to make this mask and make, you know, some money with this so we can pay bills. What started as a way to help others has helped them survive. I believe, you know, is. You giving forward, um, maybe a good thing will happen. So we've been blessed. The Do's masks come in youth sizes too. They're sold at Morning Glory in the Millilani Town Center, and soon they'll be available at Etsy.com. The Do's have a very interesting backstory. Uh, when they were children, growing up in Vietnam, they they fled when the war was happening, and they were part of the group that was known as the Boat People who got out of the country and Mr. Doe uh, escaped to Vietnam all by himself. His family put him on a boat. He was only 12 years old and he eventually ended up in the United States and was taken in by a family here. And so their life, you know, very, very, um, they're giving people and you know, it comes from their heart. And the way the Maunolani came, uh came around, is uh, the general manager of the Monolani is a friend of Mr. Doe. Mr. Doe is also a taxicab driver. He's an independent driver. And that business, of course, pretty much ceased with the pandemic. And, and so his friend, the hotel manager, found out what he was doing and asked him to, you know, send some masks. And then from there, it just blossomed to, to the buying of the masks in the business. I really like the fact that they gave away so many masks to New York. When New York had the pandemic raging, Uh, Out of the goodness of their heart, they made these masks and they donated them, a thousand of them, to the people in New York City, and they went to all types of folks, not just first responders or not just people who were um, working in the hospitals, but others, folks running a laundromat, little grocery grocery stores. And those people sent letters back to the does, and in the letters, they sent photographs of them wearing their masks. So that is so awesome that they were able to to do that and then be recognized for it. And the masks are really cool. Mr. Dill has a really good eye for patterns. He's the one who selects all the patterns. So if you want to see their stuff, you know, go to their, their Etsy store site and just search it out, and you can see the types of masks they have. And their masks are good, too. A lot of times your masks, when you talk, they comes it comes below your nose. <laughs> Theirs don't. They have it fashioned in such a way that it just stays above your nose all the time, even when you're talking. We've got one more story for you. Another survival tale. This one is about people coming to the rescue of one of Hawaii's oldest martial arts academies. In 2020, the International Karate Federation was in the fight of its life. Francisco 10, medium speed. One. Under tier two that allows some in-person instruction, the International Karate Federation's Kaimuki Dojo is back in action. And- within that um, rule, it says that in-person groups are only allowed five people at a time. But the Karate school founded by Chuzo Kotaka in 1966 could have closed in 2020. Like other businesses impacted by the pandemic, IKF lost a large chunk of income. Even with online instruction, revenue was cut in half. If this would have continued another three to six more months at the the raid, it would have been very, very difficult to survive. Families of students heard about the situation that threatened an end to the decades-old family business. It honestly broke my heart to think that you know, this small family business that's been around for more than 50 years could potentially be brought down by a pandemic that was completely out of their control. Some parents of students started a GoFundMe drive with IKF to raise $44,000 and contributions poured in. It's so remarkable what people are willing to do just out of their own. sheer goodness, yes. The money enables ikf to clear debts from last year and should keep the school going through the middle of this year i really appreciate it all i mean i want to continue my sport and i'm so thankful to all the people for donating the kotaka family has taught the martial art to thousands of students sensei george kotaka is optimistic 2021 will be better all i can control is my instructions how much passion how much energy i put into my students and hopefully that reciprocates to everybody and everybody feels that, you know, we have a great, great dojo here. Good job. George Kotaka told me that the GoFundMe page uh, only showed a certain amount of dollars that came in for that $44,000 goal. He said they got quite a bit of money outside of that from people who had heard about what they were going through and wrote them a check and mailed it off to ikf some people who had been students there years ago or whose children were students and were no longer students at the dojo contributed and i I believe they're still getting money from people who want to see them continue ikf still does the online lessons so you can take those but in the dojo itself they have taken a lot of precautions they have plexiglass partitions between uh, exercise areas, they space the students out, only five at a time in the class now, and they space them out so they're not close to each other at all, and all the students wear masks when they are practicing. They're in there for about an hour, and then they're out, and then the Kotaka family cleans the entire facility. They have to disinfect all the mats and wipe everything down before another class can come in. But that's what they're doing, and that's their passion. I asked Mr. Kotaka, you know, what else could you do? He said, this is it. I have no plan B. This is what I do for a living. I've been doing this since I was very young, and it's a family business. Three generations of Kotakas have uh, taught IKF, Uh, and so they're doing their best. And with the public's help, they're surviving. There's so many different facets of survival within that story. That's a perfect story to end this podcast with. So in conclusion, a quote from a very quotable person, Winston Churchill, he said, victory at all costs, victory in spite of all terror, victory, however long and hard the road may be, for without victory, there is no survival. I'm Jim Mendoza. Thanks to show producer Jonathan Sopi. Look for my television stories on HNN's First at Four newscast on KHNL. Hope you'll tune in again to Tell Me a Story and tell a friend about us. Aloha!